I had someone ask me recently, it was in the past two weeks, you know, why it matters to me that I bring my kids to church. I actually, I think it was probably one of my kids that asked that. <laughs> and so I, I quickly actually responded or thought why it doesn't matter. Because I want them to know that it doesn't matter just because I'm the senior pastor. It doesn't matter because, you know, I want us to like look like a good family. And it definitely doesn't matter because I know that they will most likely get some type of donut or kolache or breakfast taco. Those are the things I thought of that don't matter. But I want you to know that I think the reason that it matters is because they need hundreds of adults like you in their lives. One of the most influential factors that, to a young person's self-esteem is that they have adults in their life that are telling them that they are good enough, that they are valued, that they are worth it, right? I think we all could agree with this. The reality is that this interaction between adults and students, well, for five to 24 months, beginning in March of 2020, it didn't happen. They went all, think about the hours that our young people did not have adults in their life saying, you're good enough. I see a future in you. And the statistics are, are really upsetting because the second leading cause of death for children aged 10 to 17 is death by suicide. And of those who attempted suicide, two out of three said they had never shared that feeling with anyone else. Some people are really concerned about the academic impact that the pandemic had on people, and I, I am not the least concerned about that. But I am terrified of the social and mental health impact that it is having on our students and will continue to have in the future. So we've been doing this sibling rivalry, and we're trying to, this series on sibling rivalry, we're trying to like present the ways that in God's kingdom now, not when we die, but in God's kingdom now, that something really, really amazing can happen in our families, in our communities. And so what we're going to look at today is a sibling rivalry story. It's, it's one of the most famous ones in the New Testament. It's the parable of the prodigal son or of the lost son. But I want you to, as you hear it today, I want you to not think about, you know, the material or, or the physical consequences that happened in this story, but I want you to think about the mental and the, and the emotional and spiritual health of the characters in this story. So here now, this is the story of the prodigal son as if told in March of 2022. There were two sons in a family. Ever since the younger son entered eighth grade, he just didn't feel right in his own skin. No one ever asked him about it. I mean, his mother would occasionally ask him about it, but he didn't even know what to say. He didn't even know what it was that he was feeling. None of his friends ever mentioned feeling uncomfortable as well, and so he just assumed, it must just be me. And so in March of 2020, he and his family were just packing up to go down to Port A for spring break. It was the Thursday before spring break, and his dad came to them and said, y'all, we have to cancel our plans. We can't go because COVID-19 is shutting everything down. 
Well, the younger son was actually a little bit relieved. He wasn't looking that forward to being holed up, having to share a room with his brother for the entire week and and do all the activities that his mom would make him do. And then his dad looked at them and said, you won't believe this, but they're going to refund our money. What do you all think we should do with it? Well, the younger son was like, well, how about we just divide it up between the four of us? Because I have some things that I really need. Well, the father wanted wanted to meet the need of the son. And so he gave all of the members of the family an equal share. And the son immediately went upstairs and he ordered the newest Xbox. So excited. He had been wanting that. He also got the noise-canceling headphones. He could literally hear nothing except what was being played through his device. He knew that whenever he got new things, There was something within him, it just like, it made him feel a little less lonely. So then he got all the subscriptions too, because he would probably need those, you know, for the two weeks that COVID would last. And so he got DoorDash and and Uber Eats, Amazon Prime, and y'all, Pornhub had a free trial for 30 days, the first 30 days of the pandemic. So you bet he got that. And without any personal intention, the algorithms just kept pushing and pushing and dopamine hit after dopamine hit. And every time he would be playing a game, he would feel less lonely. And then every time he watched a video, he didn't feel lonely at all. He became distant. He stayed in his room, never coming out, checking in with his family less and less. I mean, his parents still said goodnight to him via text every night. They still invited him down to family dinner because apparently that was something we were gonna start doing now that we were all at home. At least he was getting a lot of sleep. Well, granted, it was during the day because he would stay up all night to game and to watch videos because it just felt more private to be able to watch in the dark. There were no lunchroom chats. There were no personal teacher connections, no peer interactions, no coaches or band instructors to ask how he was doing. No family dinners, only the black hole of content and the constant hits of dopamine. One day, an ad popped up. He was watching the latest Drake video where Justin Bieber is acting like he's Drake, and he was really into it, but then this ad popped up for the new Xbox game, Call of Duty Black Ops. He was so pumped. He had been waiting for this. He quickly clicked on Purchase Now, and then the circle began to spin, and then all of a sudden it said Purchase Declined. He hit on it again. He hit on it three more times. And he went and checked his bank account and he'd spent all the money. It was gone. He didn't want to have to get up, so he texted his family. Maybe, you know, quickly he could get some more funds put in. No one answered. Well, because it was 1 a.m. Irritated, he thought, you know, I'll just do mindless searching on Snapchat. And the very first snap at the top of his feed was a snap from his brother his older brother, and it was him with a big smile on his face, and guess what he had in his hand? The new Call of Duty game, Black Ops, right there. At first, he was so angry with his brother, of course he could get whatever he wanted. Everything was so easy for him. He'd always had so much energy to help. He had friends that weren't just virtual. He had friends that came over. He probably never felt lonely, 
And then it hit him hard in that moment. Oh my gosh, all of my money is gone. I don't even know if I've eaten in a week. I am starving. He actually could not remember the last time he had spoken to another human. He really hadn't thought about anyone really in weeks. And he realized there was only one thing to do. He'd have to ask his parents. He didn't feel like he deserved anything at this point. He'd done so much to to be ashamed. I mean, who spends weeks holed up in their room watching videos after video? So he thought, maybe I'll just sneak down and I'm going to go raid the pantry and I bet I can get one of mom or dad's credit cards. He looked around. He is surrounded by everything a teenager would want. He has it all. And at his fingertips, he can access absolutely anything. Why does he, feel so, why does he still feel so lonely? So he tiptoes downstairs and enters into the kitchen, and there is his dad sitting at the dining room table. And before he can do anything, the dad stands up and runs and puts his arms around him, and he thinks he might be crying a little bit. And he says to him, he says, Dad, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know y'all tried to get me to come out. I know you texted, and I I know I don't deserve anything, but I really want to be back, and I'm really in trouble. I'm really, really feeling lonelier and lonelier. And his dad just hugged him harder. He felt someone come up behind him, and it was his mom, and she was weeping. She said how worried she had been. She did not know what to do. And she said, oh, you must be starving. Let's make your favorite meal. And so she began to make waffles and bacon. The older son slept upstairs. But that bacon smell, (laughs) it woke him up. He looked over at the clock and he saw 2 a.m. And so he thought, so he hit off the white noise that was helping him sleep. And then he heard noises and he heard his brother's voice. His brother's voice? I guess he finally came out of the hole in his room. He had seen those looks of disappointment on his mom and dad's faces day after day as they would try to reach out and he wouldn't respond. He had not done any of the yard work and the house projects that his parents had him do while they were all at home. The older son, you see, he had pressure washed, he had weed whacked, he had cleaned out all of the gutters, steam cleaned all of the carpets, washed all of the outside of the windows and dozens more chores. It just wasn't fair that his brother got to just stay in his room, lazy and play video games day and night. And when he finally got to have free time, his mom would say something like, we've got family dinner, except his brother didn't have to come. So frustrated, just so irritated with who this family was that he was a part of, he turned to walk back into his room, and then the dad said, hey, son, your brother, he finally came out of his room. Come on down. Your mom made your favorite meal. Glaring at his dad, he said, are you kidding me? I have done everything you asked of me these past weeks. Even when my friends wanted to hang out, I chose to stay here and help you with all of these house projects that you said have always needed to be done. I swept my tail off for you. And him, he wasted all of your money and he has nothing to show for it except he's really good at Fortnite. (laughs) And now, just because 
he decides that he's going to come out of his room, mom is going to make him his favorite meal. My friends were here last week. She never offered to make that meal for me. I guess my good choices, my loyalty, my concern, it just didn't mean as much as I thought it did to you and mom. And the father looked at his older son and he said, oh son, I thought you knew how much your good choices, how much your loyalty and your concern mean to us. We didn't throw you a party because we have been delighting in you since the day that you were born. But son, your brother, he has been gone from all of us. And now he is back. How could we not rejoice? Two sons. One son experiencing loneliness, all holed up in his room by himself, and yet another son surrounded by people, even by parents, still feeling incredibly alone. Friends, our community, our church, our families are filled with young people like these. And do you know what I noticed about the two sons this time when I read the text? Where was the community? Where were the adults in their lives? Neither of them had the community that is necessary in order to build a healthy self-esteem. You know how it's gotten really popular, or it did, it's been getting popular, for it to be spiritual but not religious? It's not working. It's not working for our young people. See, within them, they have been given the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God needs to be nurtured by other people in a community of faith, it cannot happen anywhere but in a Christian community. The antidote to loneliness, friends, is community. This is the reality of our children and youth today. They are lonely. They are in dire need of connection with adults who will listen, who will show up, and who will remind them, we've been there. We've been there. You are not alone. This is the reality of our children and youth here at the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. Whether they are the ones that are holed up in their rooms or they're the ones that are the star of the team, they need adults to be in their lives and to remind them you are not alone. Do you know how lucky we are at Westlake Pres? how many young people we have here? What a gift. This scripture is a call for all of us to come alongside more young people right here. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.